You can always expect the joy from a dose of black joy and caffeine, but now you can grab your own caffeine by visiting mimoscoffee.co and grabbing your own coffee from one of our favorite black and women-owned coffee brands. Just visit M-I-M-O-S-C-O-F-F-E-E.co. Go to the store and simply use the promo code BLACKJOY when you check out to receive a discount off their four ounce sample pack. Well, now that you've got your dose of caffeine, let's get back to the joy on a dose of black joy and caffeine. excited <laughs> awesome awesome well i guess with that being said we'll dive on in so welcome one and all to another episode of a dose of black joy and caffeine i have to say thank you all so much for listening this is our uh fifth season so it's our fifth season anniversary and with over 80k listeners i cannot be any more excited of the growth so thank you all so much for joining on today's show, we have Alencia Johnson, who leads at the intersection of social justice, culture change, cultivating over a decade of experience marrying cultural conversations around advocacy, policy, corporate, and entertainment. You know, I was truly excited to have our guest on today because when you think about so many of these different elements, so often I think that some people some people either get it extremely right or they get it wrong, but she has gotten it right over a decade. She has worked for the presidential campaigns of President Barack Obama, Senator Elizabeth Warren, and also was most recently a senior advisor for President Biden's campaign. Outside of that, Alencia has been recognized by Harvard University with a Woman of the Year Award, Ebony Magazine, Power 100 list of influential African-Americans, and PR Week's 40 Under 40 list, just to name a few. Her board services include Warner Music Group. Along with that, Alencia is such a thought leader when it comes to really sharing her POV on so many things that are happening, not only within culture and politics. So I'm happy to have her on a dose of Black Joy and Caffeine. But for many of you, you're probably familiar with her work that she has done for MSNBC, CNN, BET, NPR, Washington Post, as well as Essence, Glamour, and so many other outlets. So with that being said, Alencia, welcome to A Dose of Black Joy and Caffeine. How are you feeling? Oh my goodness. I mean, thanks for that introduction. I feel <laughs> so honored to be here because Black Joy is literally what I am grounded in uh, every single day. Oh yeah, trust me. Amen. I understand that for sure. And I guess with that being said, there's so much that I mentioned there, but can you tell the people at home a little bit about what do you do on the day to day? <laughs> that is the funniest question because I get that question from so many people all the time. They're like, well, what do you do? And then they step back and they hear it and they 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 kind of get it. But, um, you know, I feel like my every day is a little bit different for me. 
between the social impact work that my agency, um, 1063 West Broad does with our clients. And we keep a very small number of clients because I'm very intentional about the work that I want to do. I want it to be impactful. Um, And then obviously I do TV and I provide a lot of commentary and do those kinds of things. A lot of like on, in the forefront, right? Pushing public conversation. And so I tell people that I bridge unlikely industries and um, entities and people and organizations together for good. And so that is what allows for me to literally advise presidential campaigns as well as work with big brands on how they can show up for impact. That's why, you know, during the 2022 midterm cycle, um, in addition to doing some work with the Democratic National Committee around getting celebrities to, you know, go get people out to vote, I was also working with America Ferrer's organization Harness and mm. their Gender Justice Entertainment Hub, and like how they could, we could think about using and leveraging entertainment to advance the conversation around abortion access and reproductive rights. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I'm able to, and you mentioned my board service, Warner Music Group. I'm sit, I sit on their Social Justice Fund board. Nice. And, um, you know, we get to steer over 10 years, $100 million to organizations that are focused on racial justice. This came out of the George Floyd uh, uh, uprising. And so, again, that's marrying an influential industry of culture, which is music. for good. And so that's what I do in my day to day. And it looks different, you know, whether I have an advocacy client or whether I'm on television talking about complicated policy. And and one of the things that a good friend of mine said to me, she's like, I love watching you on TV because when you're talking, I actually understand it. And she's not (laughs) She's not uneducated, but sitting here in D.C., we can use a lot of political jargon that outside of this bubble, you don't understand. And like I tell my friends who I'm like, yo, but if you're on The Breakfast Club, the hood is listening to you. And that's actually more impactful because people are going to be moved because they see somebody that they can identify with. And so for me, I, I am I feel like I am using my gift, my skill of communication and yes. ability to build relationships and, you know, bring people together around a cause and meet them where they are and inspire folks to understand that sitting where I am at, I can have influence for good in the world. Mm, absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And I, I could not agree with her anymore. I mean, I think I was watching a recent interview with you actually, or when I know every, and also every time it's also nice. It's just like, oh, you know what I mean? But it was like, everything was just like, I was like, okay, now I'm starting to understand, you know, exactly what you're saying. So yeah, I couldn't agree with her anymore. Um, You know, this, this show is like a hodgepodge of like my random, like either meetups and or just like beautiful people that I think make the world a better place. And you're definitely one of them. Taking a look back down memory lane, do you remember where we first met? Was it ad color or was it something? Was it in New York at Google? It's so it's even better. So oh, listen, I okay. love story time. We actually oh my met. <laughs> we actually met at a random trip to Napa. It could be the right. Most, it could be That's the right. <laughs> yes. 
I was like, no, we it's met most, out in the streets. I know it's the most random black excellence uh, wine tasting. And I would never forget being so intrigued because you were hitting the spots. And I was like, how are they getting to all, how are they getting to every winery so fast? But like you were hitting them and we would always show up either like 10 minutes after you all. And y'all would be, you had like, oh. you, you had like cheese spreads and everything. And I'm like, how is she getting around? <laughs> and I think you were here for a layover too, or something like that, but. Yes. Oh my God. So, okay. So two things to that story. People <laughs> always ask me, like, I remember when I worked at Planned Parenthood, they'd be like, how do you know everybody? Like you have relationships with all the people that like everybody that they were trying to build relationships with and organizations or whatever. And I'm like, because you know, when you black with a degree, you like to have fun. You meet people yeah. out in these streets <laughs> and we only like to work with people that we can trust. And I can trust yeah. you if I'm seeing the streets, but yes, I wasn't supposed to be in San Francisco, but I was, see, I had a long layover and I decided to stay an extra day, hang out with my friend Alicia. We heard about this tour <laughs> and the person that we rode with, we had just met him. What? But he drove, he drove us all around. And wow. so we were late to the meetup, but we ended up being ahead of all of y'all. <laughs> and, and we were from the Bay. Yo, the, you know, the funniest part about all of that is after all of that wine tasting, we went to Popeye's. On our home. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, oh, let's go to Popeye's. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And then we could see each other, add color, do yeah. all those things. That was great. Yeah, do all those things. But yeah, I had to bring that up. I was like, you know, six degrees of separation. I mean, you know, tell me about it. Um, yeah. But you know, um, with that being said, like I said, I think your community building and also just people that you know in the industry is so, so wide. Um, I would love to get your thoughts on how do you measure uh, impact of community building within your organization? Like you said, I think that naturally you understand the gift of like connection, but when it comes to so many brands, and that's what I love about 1063 is that it feels like that's what your organization is truly grounded in. But you think about a lot of the big brands of today, Fortune 500s, trying to really, quote unquote, reach new audiences. How do you approach like just community building in an authentic way? Yeah, you know, I think over the years, we have seen people, consumers really want brands to have a real impact versus a PR campaign. Now, granted, I have a communications background. I used to do PR at uh, Planned Parenthood. I started out my career at Geico doing corporate social responsibility, but it was also um, no doing communications Geico for insurance? Them. Yeah, at their headquarters. Yeah, okay. that's okay. a little blip on my resume that people don't ever really talk about. Yeah, but, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but full circle over like almost 15 years later, it helps me understand what social responsibility and social impact is supposed to look like and how the industry has changed. And, you know, we've all seen the Edelman research. There's so much research out there about how consumers want brands that actually stand for something and they buy into brands that stand for something. And the, the conversation I have with any organization that I work with, and they say they want to do something around Let's take, for example, a couple of summers ago, George Floyd protests. I was approached by a lot of different companies to I do did. some work with them. And I was like, well, two things. If you are here just to have a PR statement that you've given money to an organization, I'm not going to do it. If you are also coming to me and no shade towards some of our, you know, legacy organizations that people know, if you only want to give a check to them versus actually thinking about, oh, say I'm a fashion brand, 
how can I actually think what about what racial justice looks like in the fashion industry? Because I'm not going to be able to solve policing reform as a fashion brand, mm -hmm. but I am going to be able to shift the culture and shift um, or, or disrupt the system and building a pipeline of diversity within the fashion community, right? Yeah. Like there's a way to center these issues and what actually is authentic to a brand or an industry. And that's how I measure impact, right? If you just want to write a check, which is why I, you know, when Warner Music Group called me, you know, I had a lot of questions. They had a lot of questions. We, I had a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. Let's do this strategically. And that's why I said yes to it um, because it wasn't just check writing. Um, and so impact for me is not just, it's not necessarily just about the dollars. It is about the outcomes. And it's not just about the, you know, we see all these annual reports that corporations will put out there. Yeah. You know, we engaged 500,000 children with, you know, food for school, which is great. Absolutely great. But are we also changing the outcomes to shift policies? At the end of the day, this all goes back to policy because the reason that these nonprofits exist is because our policies are not doing what they should be doing and taking care of people. Right. Yeah. And that's a whole nother conversation. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> if we are doing impact in the way that we should to where over the years, hopefully things will change that people are, people don't have to rely on funding or these social net programs in order to have better outcomes, then that's impact. And to measure that impact, it takes more than a short-term six-month campaign. It takes investment. It takes actually not talking about what you're doing, doing some behind-the-scenes work. work first, and then letting the people that you've impacted tell the story. Ah, beautifully said. You know, you're so such a wealth of knowledge. I think a lot of people know that. And I also hope that, you know, it's very fruitful for you, trust me, in abundance, because you share so much of yourself. But being a wealth of knowledge, I would love to know, where do you go to when it comes to just constantly, you know, educating yourself and being a student of life? Um, and or are there any books that you have recently read this year um, or over the years that you think will be helpful for our listeners to uh, consider uh, purchasing in 2023? So it's interesting that you say that because I am, so I'm a Virgo. Okay. I am a, like, I'm a Virgo's Virgo. I like, if you were into astrology, which I'm not really into astrology, but I understand <laughs> a little bit more about it. Yeah. I have Virgo in like four out of my six main houses. Like, so that's, like, that's apparently- so but that's why you're able to have that Beyonce work console. I get it now. I get it now. It's something about y'all. You know, like one of my girlfriends who does all this, she when she read my chart to me, I was like, I don't know what any of this means. But when she saw it, she was like, oh my God, this all makes sense. I was like, oh, is that a bad thing? Like what's going on? So <laughs> I am always one of those people always working on myself, always constantly trying to strive for better. Even my friends will tell me, Alencia, you don't celebrate your wins. Do you know what you just did? Like I presented to one of the, the I, I presented something at Apple at the end, at the end of last year. And I just like moved on and went to something else. And they're like, Alencia, can you sit and like yeah. be in that and, and think about what you literally just did? And it's good and, to have friends around you that ground you in that too. I do. And that, and that also is, is important. And, and for me, um, I will say the pandemic, like, I don't want to say everybody, because there are a lot of people who got through the pandemic and didn't take the lessons that we could be learning in our stillness. And I actually feel for them. Um, but I really took those lessons of self-care to heart after like over a decade of nonstop campaigning. And I realized what it is that I actually want to do in life that is completely different 
it's aligned with what I have been doing, but it's more expansive. It looks different to other people who don't understand it, but that's okay. God gives me the vision, not anybody else. Yep. And, you know, I have been on this whole, honestly, since the pandemic, since the 2020 uh, election, I've kind of been on like a soft sabbatical. So like my friends are like, literally we look at your Instagram and you're like, on a beach or you're like on TV or something. These headphones keep coming out. Um, And so I, I'm take these out. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yep, it's good. Um, So I have been taking more time, being more intentional about things outside of work for myself in a way that I haven't been before. Friends, Mm -hmm. family, myself, self-care, like those things. Um, I have also, at the beginning of this year, you know, everyone's like, what is your, you know, your word for the year, your theme for the year? And I was like, I'm just going to be consistent with the things that like God has told me I need to do. And like, I've seen the focus on that right now. Mm-hmm. And I had a moment of clarity. I was listening to a conversation between a friend of mine who very influential in the wellness space and talking about affirmations. And I felt like I heard God say really clearly to me, girl, you don't need to read any other self-help book right now. You just need to do. Like, you literally do. And I interrogated that a bit, and I was like, wow, if I'm constantly, because I got this bookshelf back here with tons of books and literally a stack of 12 books I want to get through this year, but I said, oh, wait, I'm continuously telling myself that I'm not good enough or that I don't have the tools to succeed in what I'm trying to succeed with. So that's actually kind of where I am. But to your question of some books that have really impacted my life. Um, um, so I'm, wait, I'm trying to read between. Did you just tease a book on the way? Are you writing? A- oh, am I writing a book? <laughs> At some point in life. Sure. Okay, I was like, listen, I was like, I mean, people come on the podcast to drop some things sometimes. So I'm like, wait, is this a book drop? But okay, I got it. This is not it. a book. Okay, I'm like. But it, it, it you know, it I is a. Yeah. There are some things that I should be working, could be working on taking yeah. shit out of my vocabulary because it is very judgmental. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yes, there are some creative things that I will, am working on that I just, you know, like I've been so, I've been procrastinating for whatever reason and internalizing subconscious messages that are like handicapping me. Like for what? Yeah. Why would I be doing that? So yeah. that message is for all of us. Trust yourself. Literally yeah. trust yourself. The same time, I've had to learn a lot about boundaries, boundaries with myself, boundaries with my friends, boundaries with my families, boundaries with a whole bunch of people. And I know that's the buzzword now, but literally Neerja's book, mm. you know, learning about boundaries, what is it? A no Boundaries, No Peace. That is a beautiful, beautiful book. I also read, um, I was on a flight from South Africa years ago, and I'm so glad I was. I had a layover in Paris and then Paris back to LA, which is a long flight. And I'm so glad I stopped in the, I usually don't buy books in the airport, but I did because I got on the flight from Paris, no Wi-Fi. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it was the subtle art of not giving an F-U-C-K. Oh yeah, we've seen, and we've seen that recently go viral uh, over the yeah. last yeah. This was 2019 and it was an easy read. Like I got through it and the the lessons were so like simple and clear and very like it, it, anyone could comprehend and understand them. And I remember one of the lessons was 
you know, even if it's not your fault, it's your responsibility. And there was this, this uh, analogy of, you know, if a baby showed up to your front doorsteps, that's not your fault, but it is your responsibility to call 911 or Child Protective Services or something to figure out how to get this child where they need to be, right? And so there were lessons like that in that book that um, I still, I rem- they just come up in my day-to-day life. And so yeah. that was a really good one, um, as, long, as well as Neerja's book. And then the last thing I would tell people is to j- start journaling more. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I've been journaling a lot more and right. you would be surprised how, again, back to trusting yourself and the lessons that you have that you like the skills and the knowledge that you have yourself. And then also it allows for you to remove whatever's blocking you from doing so many other things in the world. We don't think about how much we keep in our mind and in our heart. And once we remove it, we're able to move forward. I love that. Beautifully said. I appreciate you sharing that. And yes, trust me. Well, I mean, speaking of that though, do you have an email list or anything or like that, like for our listeners at home that just kind of want to keep up with either like tidbits or different things do you does that currently exist for you not yet but okay. i okay. am launching. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I will actually you're like you like you like I, a do you like a do you want to come work for me what do you have these recommendations who who is you doing can, well now? actually it is i will be starting my newsletter by right. the end of q1 so i'm giving y'all that little nugget yes okay. the newsletter is coming by the end of q1 so you can go to my website elenciajohnson.com and just sign up and i promise it won't be spam it will be like twice a month, you will get something from me. Oh yeah, no, listen, if it's anything like the nuggets and gems that you drop on MSNBC, um, we're all excited. You know, in saying that, when I was looking at your bio and reading it and also doing more research, the one word that came to my mind is like patience, Um, which with politics, I think that is the number one reason why it's very, very hard for me because, you know, even from outside looking in, we're not even on the ground, but it's like, oh my goodness, it feels like this is taking forever. Um, And even outside of that, I think with you being an entrepreneur, I'm sure that that also comes to mind. So I had a question, you know, it's like we live in a world of instant gratification, but how have you learned to be patient over time and like trust the process? Because I'm like, I, my, my pay, I feel like I don't know, obviously, definitely not, not close enough to politics and also respect anyone and everyone that is, but just like patience seems so critical to everything. Child, you know, I'm so lucky that I'm the daughter (laughs) of a pastor. (laughs) So I love me some Jesus and I am constantly like, okay, God, I know your time, but when is your time coming? Because like, (laughs) what is going on here? And I, I am... I'm a bit of a control freak. And again, I'm learning to let go. I'm learning yeah. to let go of control because that actually doesn't help anybody else. It just causes me more stress. But I think with um, when it comes to politics and policy change, it is very long. And it does take, any change takes yeah. a long time. And I think I have to remind myself of actually real life examples of patience. So when, you know, getting some of my, my family to shift their thinking on certain things. Mm -hmm. And I think about how long it may have taken a cousin to think about a certain issue a different way. And I look for real world examples. And I also think about how those times when I got something, when I thought I wanted it, Mm-hmm. It actually wasn't that good for me, mm-hmm. but the time when I, the times that I've gotten things and 
to be honest, God's timing or when the work was put behind it, the strategic work was put behind it, it was so much better for me. And yeah. actually, and we had more support. We had more community. And so with politics, it's the same there, although people see elections and they want instant gratification and they think, oh, I just elected this person in office and everything's supposed to change. Well, I really wish that, you know, the, I would just be honest, I wish conservatives and Republicans would stop gutting our school systems because most people don't understand simple civics anymore and how the government works. And I don't fault any of us for that. I fault these leaders who literally are, they know that if we don't know, then we actually we we will believe that someone else is at fault versus the people who are in office. And that's also why it is so important that I have moved so much from direct politics to long-term culture change because any mm. social movement, if you look at it, yeah. any social movement from LGBTQ rights to immigration, feminism, racial justice, civil rights, all these movements have been fueled by arts and cultures and big brands. And that it is important for us to, and I say this all the time, we have to literally change human belief. So then we change human behavior. And then that's when people start getting uh, involved. And so it does take time. And uh, one of the things that I like to do is I repeat myself a lot to people. I literally repeat myself a lot to folks on certain issues. and But I also like to repeat because then they start remembering and then that changes how they show up and how they believe. And so it's hard. And the other piece of this, and I tell my friends, moving back to DC has been really interesting because people are just on that hamster wheel of politics. Where when I was in New York and LA, it's like, uh -huh. there's so many other things going on and I'm not on this, this hamster wheel. And I try to tell folks, take a break. Cause this, this is our lifetime work. Stacey Abrams even said that, take a break, get some rest, find some joy, come back. Cause we still got work to do. Yeah, beautifully said. Oh man. And I mean, like, I like that was the one thing, patience. I mean, fun fact about me, I spent 15 years in advertising, but the reason why I went now into a full-time career in social is patience. Like I just got tired of waiting to see my work out in the world. And I was like, how can we get things out there in a faster rate? So well, that, I mean, that that's the important piece too. That's why I said after the Elizabeth Warren campaign, I was like, I think I'm just gonna do this on my own. And and people started calling me and I, so there are some things that we can't control, but then to your point, there are things that I can control and put out there myself. And there's freedom that I have as an entrepreneur. And I'm not sitting here saying that everyone needs to be an entrepreneur. I actually hate that message because <laughs> it is hard and it's not for everybody. And that's totally yeah. fine. I need more black CEOs anyway. So like, <laughs> exactly. I'm an entrepreneur, y'all go be the CEOs and the general counsels and all of that. That's great. But yeah, that piece of, okay, what are the things that I can actually get out there immediately and do that on my own without having to wait for anybody? I mean, my grandmother told me, she mm. said, she would always tell my grandfather, you might slow me down, but you can't stop me. And she literally taught me, don't ask for permission, just ask for forgiveness. And so the things that I can do in that vein, I do, but then the other things that take a little more patience, I'm like, all right, God's got it. I'm gonna play my part. And I'm going to be over here. And when this catches up, it will all be a very beautiful ending together. Uh, listen, thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. You know, this is called A Dose of Black Joy and Caffeine. I call myself the caffeine because I'm a little extra at times. But I call the guest the joy just for what you're doing in the world. If you have to give our listeners at home a cup of anything, a dose of anything for 2023, what would you like to leave them with a dose of? Ooh. Uh, kind of what I literally just said, that joy. And I know 
we hear, you know, joy is an act of resistance and that has been embedded in Black culture even before it became kind of mainstream and people are hearing about it. But the reality is these past, honestly, this past decade has been extremely hard with so much that has happened, living under Donald Trump, a pandemic, this, like everything, police killings, literally every time we open our phone, no longer having reproductive rights in this country. Like things are extremely hard. And I have been on calls with organizations and activists who are like, okay, we need to plan a march. We need to do the X, Y, and Z. And I said, hold on. People have been showing up since 2016, 2015, 2016. Actually, since Trayvon Martin died, that people have been showing up and people are tired. And if I need for people to continue to show up for these movements at these key moments, in 2023, I need people to pour back into themselves. So if you need to go somewhere and find joy, take this year off, go on that trip, go to that concert, figure out what you couldn't figure out with your boo, whatever it is, <laughs> go find some joy and happiness. Because if you're burnt out when I really need you to show up, yeah, we definitely won't win. But in order for us to win, we've got to be full. And, and you know, I know that analogy of, you know, pouring back into my cup and I, all of that comes up, but it is so true. People are not supposed to get what's in your cup. I remember a mentor telling me that. She was like, your cup is supposed to be full and everything in your cup is for you. People get the overflow. So go fill up your cup. And then when you are at the overflow, come back and we can get in this fight together. So in 2023, get some rest. Yeah. Go go follow the nap ministry on social media or and get her nice. book. Like, <laughs> please get some rest. And also if you decide you want to switch careers and people are telling you that you shouldn't do that, or if you want to do something different and people are calling you crazy, do it anyway. Do it scared. Like just go do any and everything that you feel as though you should and focus on yourself, bring that joy into your life. Because at some point I am going to be calling y'all to, <laughs> to yeah. show up. But right now I need to sit down, go enjoy yourself, go enjoy life right now. Listen, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you once again for joining. Like I said, I mean, um, you know, whether that is uh, anything that you're doing in the public or for the boards or even for organizations, we truly do appreciate you. And also the 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 good fight, shall I say, that you're fighting every single day. For our listeners at home that want to stay in contact with you, now let me preference this because um, we have had some things a few seasons. There are no, uh, there may be no responses. This is a very, very busy individual. I'm glad that I had the, the 30 minutes that I got today. But for the people that want to stay in contact with you, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you or reach you? Yeah, so my socials are, all of them are at Alencia Johnson, Instagram, Perfect. Twitter, and then um, also on my website, alenciajohnson.com. And yeah, I will be, let's now just put this out publicly that the newsletter is coming. I literally told this to my team <laughs> that we're going to be doing a newsletter this quarter. And now I have put it out publicly. We love a drop. We love a drop. <laughs> they're going to be like, oh, okay, so it's on you. <laughs> Well, listen, yeah, well, listen, we won't hold you to it, but thank you once again for joining. And thank you so much to my listeners at home for joining us. Please remember to be safe, drink a ton of water, and that you deserve a dose of Black joy and caffeine. Until next time, I'm Madhu.